Did you do anything for Father's Day? Not really. But no. That's fine. <laughs> I mean, we were told that there was going to be a tropical storm rolling over us today, so we didn't really find oh. anything. And then it went north, so. Right. You know, whatever. Dance, monkey, dance. Welcome to this week's episode of Dance Monkey Dance. I'm Chris. I'm John. How you doing, John? <clears throat> I'm doing just swell. How are you? I'm all right. Did you get any rain from the, the first uh, storm of the season? Well, we had a little bit of rain last night, but I don't know if it was from that storm. Oh. Because we're in that that summer season of it rains every day anyway. Right. So it's kind of hard to tell. <laughs> But nothing fun. No. No. No major, like, lightning strikes? No big booms? No. 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 Florida's gotten boring. Well, that's good for a change. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, we lost somebody monumental last week. Who's that? Somebody from my childhood that, um is one of the first recollections I have of going to see a movie. Okay. Not star Wars. Um, the second movie that my dad ever brought me was a little known movie called Superman in 1979. And this week we lost Ned Beatty. Yes. Who, uh, besides like Superman obviously is my first take because I, my dad, well, I wasn't alive when deliverance came out, but, uh, that would not have been my fir- first movie that he would have taken me to, but no, that would have been a great no. father son. <laughs> sure got a part of mouth. You know, I was going to say that's how he keeps you in line for the rest <laughs> of your life. <laughs> but yeah, another piece of childhood. He played Otis and Superman, the bumbling um, henchman of Lex Luthor. Yep. In the first two, right? I don't think he did like the others. I don't think so. Um, try and look on his IMDB uh, 78 is Superman and then he was Superman in Superman 2 and then that's it so I always thought when I when I first because it's more of a comedic role I thought he was a comedian like I didn't right. realize that he was like the serious actor but you know, whatever. Well, that's sad. Yeah. He was in Rudy. He played Rudy's like football obsessed father. Yep. Who wouldn't really give him the time of day until he made the football team. Like <clears throat> really weird. And I don't know how much of that is based on the actual like Rudy's dad, but a little weird. And then I guess our a lot of the people that are listening to us that are younger would know him as Lotso Huggin, Huggin Bear. That's right. 
Lots of Huggins. From Toy Story 3. Yep. So, you know, he played a couple of, like, villains in his later years. Yeah. So I wonder if that's, like, if that was a turn he made specifically or whether or not that was, you know, that was just something that happened. He was in a movie called Thunderpants in 2002. Thunderpants. That looks like a 11 year old boy's amazing ability to break wind leads him to first fame and then to death row before it helps him to fulfill his ambition of becoming an astronaut. I shit you not, that's a movie. <laughs> he must have been desperate for work. Well, the star of that particular movie was a very young Rupert Grint. Really? Yes. Wow. And it starred the likes of Ned Beatty, Paul Giamatti, Stephen Fry. Like, wow. Okay. Interesting. Well, 2001 would be... this. So this came out in 2002. He, he would have already been out in Harry Potter, right? Because uh, Harry Potter was like yeah. 2001. Right. So, wow. Okay. You're going to be big kid. We're going to do, you're going to do Harry Potter. And then on your off seasons, you're going to do these Thunderpants movie. That's right. A new franchise. You'll do franchises all the time. And then, yeah, it got a 3.8 out of 10 on IMDb. Mm. Although it is available on Amazon. Herbert Grant was still learning his trade at that point. Uh, Yeah. Well, they all were. You go back and you watch Sorcerer's Stone, you just see a bunch of kids that really don't know what they're doing. Right. But, I mean, good for him. I'm sure it paid him some money. Yeah, sure. So he, Ned Beatty was in that as well. Ned Beatty <sighs> just one degree off of the Harry Potter scale. Apparently, one of the quotes from the movie is from Ned Beatty's character, and the quote is, you're a fruit, son. (laughs) You've got a heart of gold, you've got the constitution of an ox, and you've got the pants of thunder. Somebody wrote that. That's literally a, a, a line from a like professionally produced movie. What did this guy do other than this? Oh, he also directed Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Uh, Christmas at the Palace. Zoom. Which I think is another superhero thing with Tim Allen. Am I right? Yes, I'm right. Zoom? Zoom. It was... Never heard of it. It's a, it's like a kids with superpowers movie, and it's Tim Allen and Courtney Cox and Chevy Chase. And it's got like a really young Kate Mara in it. Oh, okay. You've never heard of this, really? I don't think so. Oh, okay. I thought it made the rounds. Um, Is it a... It's not a Disney movie, I don't think. Uh, can I blow this up? 
No, it doesn't have. Oh. Yeah, it was them trying to get like um, Tim Allen into the, something else. The Academy for Superheroes. Yeah. 2006. So this was after um, Galaxy Quest. Yeah. Yep, they're trying to keep him relevant, and it just. I don't. I I've seen the movie once. I think my kid watched it once, and I don't think it was very good. Yeah. Although, you know what? I tried to watch, um, I think it was on one of the channels, one of the on over the air channels here. I tried to watch a member, uh, or, a, uh, an episode of his, what is it? Last man standing. No. Yeah. Is that, is that the name of yeah. it? Yeah. I did not expect how churchy it was going to be. Yeah. I don't know what I was expecting. I know that like the Duck Dynasty people had been on it, so I wasn't sure. But like the entire thing was, um, I guess his daughter was getting married and the whole thing was about which church they were going to get married in. Yeah. And I was like, this is a show, really? And then the B story was some girl that I didn't know was very upset because she was trying to learn how to um, argue in a debate club. And she had to take the side of the liberal. And that was like the joke was like she was really pissed off about it. And I was like, really? Well, he's very right wing. Is he? And that really. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Quite a bit. Hence the the Duck Dynasty uh, cameos. And I don't know if he found God after his cocaine bust or what the deal was, but. Yeah, there were there are aspects of the show that were definitely a little over, but then there was some really clever writing and some funny stuff too. So okay, I mean, I only I only watched the one, and I was like, well, if this is the way it's going to go. I'm not going to bother. Yeah, it got real. It it started to get churchy towards the end for a while. Bill Engvall played the pastor. Right, he was in this one. Okay. And then uh, Kyle, the kid who's marrying her da- his daughter, uh, in like the second to last season, decides he wants to be a, a, a pastor himself. Oh, okay. So, yeah, there's a lot of that. And there was a lot of... Um, um, I don't even know how to explain it. <laughs> uh, a lot of biblical teaching like some of the episodes were were really heavy sermons yeah well he like i in the in the episode it breaks into like i guess like a a video diary or vlog or something where he's doing like morals and he's like reading out of the bible and i was like what the fuck is this yeah so uh, yeah I, i don't know how i don't think i'll ever watch it again but yeah it's very strange. But I mean, I guess right right wing people need stuff to watch too. Uh, not really. <laughs> uh, yeah. Speaking of right wing nut jobs, did you read the thing about uh, Ricky Schroeder this week? Uh, didn't he like attack somebody in a Costco? Or do you do something else? No, that's not what I'm 
thinking of, but maybe he did. Um, so the Foo Fighters decided that they were going to have a small like concert. And basically they said the only people that could buy tickets were vaccinated people. Uh-huh. Okay. And so you had to show your vaccination card when you picked the tickets up. You had to show ID. Um, basically, Dave Grohl was looking out for his fans because sure. 600 people in a small space. He's got small kids. He doesn't want to bring anything home. So they made this decision. And it it uh, brought an anti-vaxxer um, um, protest outside of where they were having this um, concert. concert. And one of those people happened to be Ricky Schroeder. And he says, um, Dave Grohl is an ignorant punk who needs who needs slapped for supporting discrimination. Ignorance comes in all shapes and sizes. Kurt Cobain is laughing at you, Dave, along with millions of patriots. Dot, 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 fool. And I just don't understand, like, what is he trying to prove with this bullshit? I don't know. Uh, The story I was talking about just happened last month. Okay. Where he tried to go into Costco not wearing a mask, and you know the manager stopped him. And of course, he's filming it the entire time, so you know it's a setup. And um, yeah. You know what? I hope that more bands do this. I hope that more bands are like, "Look, if you want to come see us, you got to be vaccinated." Well, that's Springsteen on Broadway. Oh, that's right. He did do that too, didn't he? Yeah. I mean, come on. You can't expect the 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 country at large to just reset themselves to what it was before all this crap. Cuz no. we're not out of the woods yet. There's a new variant that they're saying is even more deadly to people that aren't vaccinated. So, why would you take that risk? Yeah. You know, maybe this is God's way of thinning the herd. Well, like, I hope okay, he thins the right herd. You, you don't want a vaccine? That's great. I'm going to give you an even worse <laughs> variant to deal with. How's that? I mean, it really sucks because, like, my kid is just young enough to not qualify for any um, any vaccination. She can't get it. She's under 12. So, like, my thing is that I'm fully vaccinated but I still wear a mask when I go into a store because I don't want to bring anything back to her. Sure. And I read something the other day that in the County that I'm in only 22% of people have been vaccinated, but everybody is out without masks. Oh yeah. And it's like, you guys are fucking idiots because when your kid gets sick, then you're going to be, you're going to bitch and moan that we didn't do more. Right. And it's like, motherfucker, you could have done something now. Right. So, yeah, Ricky Schroeder can kiss my ass. Like, Yeah, he's another one of those fucked up child stars. <clears throat> Him, Scott Baio. Yeah, what is it with child stars? Is it like you get money and then you're afraid that, like, oh, Democrats are going to tax me? Uh, you know, that must be it. But, like, you know, the Democrats aren't trying to tax, like, low-level B-grade celebrities. They're trying to, uh, they're trying to tax like Jeff Bezos and fucking um, Elon Musk. Those are the people they're trying to tax. Right. 
So, yeah. Yeah, I don't understand it. He's a douche. <clears throat> oh, we also lost somebody else this past week. Who? Uh, actor by the name of John Paragon. Oh, yes. He was um, He was on um, Pee-wee's Playhouse, right? Yes, he played Jombie. Yes, he played the he played the genie. Yep. He apparently was also largely involved with Elvira. He was like her writing partner. Oh, really? Yeah, she she was on Instagram like really heartbroken that he had passed away. But he passed away like a month ago and like we're just finding out about it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which is a little weird. He also, yeah. I guess he also spent a lot of his later years um, working for Disney and doing like streetmosphere entertainment. Yeah, that's weird because, you know, there's already people doing that. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know if, if you're if you're a writer and, and fairly famous, could you just approach Disney and say, hey, I want to work on a project? Mm, and they say no. Yes. No. OK. No. No. Okay, well, he was doing it, so I don't know who we knew. Yeah. But. Yeah, uh, he passed away in April. Oh, in April, yeah. Of unknown causes. Does that sound like COVID? Or is that sound like something else? I don't know. He was 66. Yeah. I mean, that's super young. Yeah. To die from unknown causes. I mean, yep. how, how how old is Elvira? She's, She's got to be pushing 60. I, I'm guessing she's older than that because she was around really? in the 80s. <laughs> so was I. Well, I know, but <laughs> she was born in 1951. Okay. So what does that make her? Oh, that makes her almost 70. Almost 70. I mean, she still looks great. Well, Sure. Which you would think, you know, um, with all that makeup and stuff on, it might dry out her skin. But I guess she's, you know. Well, when your skin's plastic, <laughs> you know. She has a credit on her IMDb for something called Shoplifters of the World as the vintage clerk. Mm, okay. Something to do with a movie based in 1987, I guess. So this is nobody that I recognize. No. No. Joe Mangan Manganello? From Magic Mike. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only name that I recognize. Oh, okay. <laughs> <clears throat> uh we also lost one more actor you may not remember. Okay. Uh Frank Bonner. From WKRP in Cincinnati? Yes. Oh, really? When did, when did he die? Uh, the 17th. Oh. He was 79 and he had dementia. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah, we, WKRP in Cincinnati was a staple in the house growing up. Yeah? Yeah. He was always trying to hit on Lonnie Anderson. Right. Played like the smarmy... Um, 
what's the word like salesperson he was a sales manager yeah. yeah selling ad time yeah oh that sucks I didn't realize he had died as well yeah he was also in the new WKRP in Cincinnati <laughs> when was that uh, 1991 to 1993 oh okay and then he was in Saved by the Bell yes the new class yes how is he Mr. Spaulding? Wasn't that somebody else? Mr. Spaulding where? In Saved by the Bell, the new class. No, he's Mr. Harrington. I know, but hit the top credit says Mr. Spaulding. Oh. Maybe he played more than one role? Maybe. That's weird. He was also in a couple episodes of Night Court. Yep. I think everybody wound up on Night Court at some time or another. Well, Night Court's coming back. Yes. That's going to be frightening. <laughs> That's going to be frightening. It's like, okay. You just can't do it. Like, like I know it's, it's based around Dan Fielding, but you can't do it without Harry Anderson. Well, he's dead, so I, well, they're going to have to. I know, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's, it's a weird poll to be like, you know, what made that show funny is not what we're doing it with. Actually, I just saw Harry Anderson in an episode of Cheers today. Yeah. He was like he was playing some like charlatan like trying to get yeah. free drinks or something. Harry the Hat. Oh, is that? Okay. I didn't realize he was in more than one. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. He worked up until um Frank Bonner worked up until 2014. That must be when the dementia started to act up yeah could be it's a sad way to go or maybe it's not it's sad for everybody around you right exactly it's it's like alzheimer's is like you know the weird shit of like you don't remember to swallow and shit like that is terrible right but at the same time like there are those people that regress into childhood through that and is it is it really that bad of a way to go for you I don't know. I don't really want to find out, but yeah, like maybe it is a good way to go. Who knows? That's so sad though. Oh, well they will be missed. Very sad. Yes. Did you hear about the Batman sex controversy this week? Yes. (laughs) (sighs) So for those of you who aren't aware, um, the, outrageous TV show that is the Harley Quinn cartoon mm-hmm. was told this week that they could not depict or allude to the fact that Batman performed oral sex on Catwoman. Right. Um, which if you've seen the show is probably the least offensive thing that they've done. <laughs> right. And the reason that WB wanted them not to put that in there was because they said heroes don't do that. Which I feel sorry for all their wives of the people that work at WB because you know, that's just something that happens when you're being intimate with somebody. So, um one of one of the replies to WB was from Zack Snyder, who went and found a in canon in universe 
comic book where it is depicting Batman eating out Catwoman. And basically it was just one word that says canon. But I thought it was really odd that of of all the things that the WB could have picked on on the Harley Quinn show, it would be that. Yeah. So, I mean, there's been all kinds of weird. Wasn't there a, an animated movie where Batman sleeps with Batgirl? Uh, Didn't that I don't just, know about that, that one. That just happened a couple of years ago. So they're saying that, like, they just dry boned and, like, you know, there was no, like, foreplay in there. Mm, don't know. Warner Brothers has no clue how to run their comic division. No, they don't. At all. And now that Zack Snyder has been signed to a Marvel deal. Oh, has he? Yep. What was he signed to? I don't think they identified what he's assigned to. Oh. Just that he's... um... See, Marvel is smart enough to pay attention... And know that Zack Snyder has an army of fans that will watch whatever he does and said, why aren't we giving this dude some creative freedom? So it, it makes total sense that they would sign him. But Kevin Feige knows better than to just let that go. Oh, sure. They were considering him for uh, the Ghost Rider reboot. Okay. I mean that I could see that working. Well, good for him, I guess. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> well, I mean, it's only fair now that Robert Downey Jr. has gone over to DC. You know, they need to to switch up somebody. Right. Have you seen that show that Robert Downey Jr. produced? It's no. called Sweet Tooth. Oh, no. It's actually a really good show. Yeah? I We we watched it. Um, we, we actually have just finished it. Um, but it's, it's eight episodes. It's got a couple of people you might know. It's got, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, there was that show on Fox about Last Man on Earth, Will Forte. Is that his name? Oh, yeah. He's in it for a couple episodes, but it's about a pandemic that... Robert, Wait a minute. Robert Downey Jr. is in it? No, he produced it. Oh, okay. Um, him and his wife produced it, and it's much better than uh, Dr. Doolittle, and it still has yeah. like animals, but it's, it's about a pandemic that wipes out half of the population, but in return, any kid born is what's called a hybrid, which is half animal, half human. And over the course of the eight episodes, you find out about this little kid named Gus that is half deer. Um, And there's parallel stories going on within the eight episodes that kind of weave themselves together into the last episode. It's really good. Yeah. It's, it's shockingly good. Like it's one of those that like we really contemplated at the end of an episode, whether or not we should watch the next one or we should wait. So, if you have Netflix and you haven't seen Sweet Tooth, you should go see Sweet Tooth. Oh, okay. Uh, so apparently I was wrong and I imagined that whole Zack Snyder thing. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
swear to God, I I thought I saw something. Oh well. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe. So I just made that up. So hey. Maybe in the future there will be a time when Zack Snyder works for Marvel. Uh, quite possibly. <laughs> However, as recent as last month, he said he still hasn't met with Kevin Feige. So. Okay. So you heard her first. <laughs> maybe maybe Zack Snyder's people are talking to Faggy's people and you know there hasn't been any connection yet. That could be. That could definitely be the case. <laughs> uh, okay. Did you watch anything good this week? Oh, uh, I watched Bad Batch. Okay, so did I. I liked it. Yeah. I, I think they're still doing some really good stuff and um, the quality of the animation is just amazing sometimes. Yeah, it's it's sometimes it's it's hard to know what's like if they've animated it or like they're using motion capture, but I think they're at hand animating it all. Yeah. Um, I know that when Clone Wars was out, I wasn't really sold on the Clone Wars character designs okay because I thought they looked pretty they they looked too cartoony for me okay but uh, and maybe it's that they're doing more and more stormtroopers and it's not human faces but um, there are a couple of shots in this last episode where it's like that could have been movie that could have been <laughs> film yeah I mean Clone Wars was very blocky looking and yeah Rebels became very like roundish mm-hmm. in order to like differentiate the two, even though there were ca- characters in both that show up. Um, but yeah, there's a, and the writing is such that like in this episode, they're trying to escape. Um, what's his, what's his name? Cross crosshair crosshair. And like, there's some really tense moments with like them being trapped in an engine that's, that's starting to fire. And, um, you know, you look at all that stuff and it's like, it's not writing for kids really. It's writing for adults who can explain it to their kids. Mm -hmm. And I think that's Dave Filoni being like, you know, we can make, we can make it for kids and we can make it for adults and everybody can, can, um, appreciate this instead of it just being all kids like the what was the one that they did after rebels resistance resistance that was that was like kids stuff yeah yep and this is more like for all the people that hung through clone wars mm-hmm. so yeah I'm, I'm I like the show a lot I do I, I still not sold on the Omega character yeah, I feel like there needs to be some more like some more told about her so that we know what's going on. Um, But if it's not if she's just going to be another clone that doesn't have any like ties to anything, then I don't know how much she actually needs to be in the show. I, I'm sure Filoni has some big reveal coming. I hope so. I hope so. Um, but it is a little strange. Like you would think that they'd be trying to figure out 
her past and what she is if they're going to include her as a main member of the cast. Right. And it it's not. It's all about like how the bad batch is surviving. So, I don't know. And I know that she's in there for the kids. I don't want to see fucking emails about Right. You know. It's for the kids, it's not for you. Well, I appreciate it too, damn it. Did you watch Superman and Lois? I did. <laughs> I, I, I think I'm done. Already? Yeah. I mean, I really had to look up as to whether or not this was the season finale. Really? Yeah, because I felt like, okay, they, they did their thing. They, they beat the bad guy. And they turned everybody back into regular people. And now they're saying that like Lana is actually going to be like Superwoman. Oh, I guess. And like she's going to keep Clark's mother's persona. What? Yeah, something like that. So, yeah, I, I don't know how to feel about that. I mean, they were trying to do some big reveal and I just I feel like it fell flat. Yeah, I didn't care enough about any of the people of Smallville that I was invested in it in any of them. But now we know that Edge is really Superman's brother. Uh, Yeah. So we had talked we kind of talked about this last week and now we find out that um, Kal-El's mother um had an affair with somebody before marrying Jarrell and produced this guy who landed in England and instead of being nurtured was hunted. I mean, it's, it's very like red sun, the red sun storyline where Superman lands in Russia instead of, instead of the United States and what that would have meant for the world. Um, just on a smaller scale, I guess, probably because the actors from England and they're like, we don't really want them to do a Russian accent. So I don't know. <laughs> it just seems like it's not going to get any better. No, no. Well, there's so little to watch. Mm, I mean, did you, okay. Did you, did you watch Loki? I did watch Loki. Of course I watched Loki. I mean, if we're, if we're going the opposite ends of the spectrum, you have Superman versus and Lois on one side, and then you have Loki on the other. Oh, sure. I mean, Loki understands that they only have a certain amount of episodes to tell their story, and that in episode two, they're going to show you the big bad and not just allude to them anymore. Um, and this week, we have our reveal of what some people are calling female Loki and some people are not. Some people are saying that she's the enchantress from the Marvel universe. Yeah. Well, because in the credits she's listed as playing Sylvie. Yeah. And Sylvie was the name of the enchantress. Right. So, So, yeah, it would be interesting if she took on the persona of Loki in order to, you know, she's got the, the horned hat with the, 
broken horn, which I guess is right. a, a staple of Lady Loki or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Marvel could just be doing that to fuck with people at this point. I'm sure, wouldn't be the first time. No, and I I'm really love the way that the Loki writers have mixed in humor with the all the other aspects that they're trying to convey. There's there's a scene in this episode where they are they're getting a uh, mission briefing and they start showing all the different variants of Loki. Mm-hmm. And there's one that like won the tour de France. Yep. And there is like Hulk Loki. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple of like, there's, there's ice giant Loki and a couple of others. And the, the look on Tom Hiddleston's face and his acting for some of this is just like off the charts. And I feel like it's Marvel again for the third, the third um, TV show in a row that it was like, we didn't really let these people shine in the movies, so we have to let them shine here. Mm-hmm. And it's just showing the range of all these people. And I, I think Tom Hiddleston is no exception to that. I think he's gotten the most screen time out of any of the other people they've put on TV. But this is a different version of Loki, too. Right. It's not the Loki that you know. No, this is the Loki that escaped during Endgame. Right. Or Infinity War. Right, so he's got none of that that growth that you've seen right. from the other six years of Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, and he still has all the clandestine plans and stuff and um, trying to take over the TVA. and um, It's just so well done. Him and, and Owen Wilson together are like the new dream team for Marvel. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I really hope that like the rest of the show is, is done as well. I can't, I can't imagine it's not going to be. I mean, it would be really weird. Yeah. And speaking of the opposite end of the spectrum, yeah. I'm still watching. I'm still watching Batwoman. Why? Uh, I really like Alice. <laughs> and and now they've introduced new Kate. Okay. So Alice is trying to recover new Kate's memories because she had been programmed to be the the daughter of of False Face. Or black mask. Okay. But um yeah, it's not good. <laughs> I mean so are they trying to put Kate back into the Batwoman suit? Uh we don't know yet. Okay. Just wondering how far they're gonna take that. And like are there gonna be two Batwomen? Because I read something that I guess Luke is that the is that the dude that's mm-hmm. that's helping her is going to end up being Batwing at some point? Yes. Uh, okay. Sure. Uh, I don't know. I I I give you a lot of credit for for sticking with it. It's more than I'd be able to do. Yeah. 
I don't know. It's a. Uh, it's time for that whole universe to go away. Uh, um, it's it's getting to that point. I heard that Diggle showed up and like was absolutely yes. useless. Yeah, it was like, why was he even there? <laughs> you know, he he reveals that he's working for Argus. Well, it's he like, was working oh. for Argus before. Well, he was in Gotham because of Argus. Okay. Yeah, that's just so weird. I think somebody owed him a couple of favors. <laughs> and they said, we'll put you on all the shows. And he said, all right, whatever. Yeah. Maybe he didn't want to sell his house in, in um, Vancouver yet. Uh, could be. Could be. But it's, yeah, it's not good. <laughs> now the, well, now Gotham PD is corrupt and uh, Kate's father has, has quit the uh, security company that he founded and... <laughs> Yeah, it's all right, whatever. I did read something that that the the speculation of what they're going to do with Kate um if and when she gets her memories back. Um and one of them was that she was going to like he was going to leave Gotham, her father, and she was going to decide to go with him so that like there was some kind of like ending to her story and then they were going to leave the other chick in the in the Batwoman role. I mean, does okay. she does she make a good Batwoman? Uh, she's more likable than than the than Ruby the Rose? first version. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe they were able to course correct with some of that. Yeah. And be like, you know, nobody likes her, so let's do something where people will like the character. Right. Yeah, it's bizarre. Did you finish solos? I did finish solos. So, so what do you think? I really liked the last episode. In that, the, the as as it like it starts off on a real high note, um, and then it starts to kind of go a little downhill in quality. Mm-hmm. Some of the stories get a little bizarre. There's the one with the chick and the and the angel wings. Um where you're not really sure what her story is until the very, very end. But every single one is about like death. Right. And including the last one that has, um, what's his name? Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman in it. And, uh, the guy that was beast and beauty and the beast. And you come to find out that the, that Morgan Freeman was stealing memories. Yes. In order to forget his own painful life mm-hmm. and the memories that he stole are all the ones that you've seen that you've seen previously. Yeah. yeah so like he's living through them. Right. And that's, you know, not, not seeing that coming at all. It was like, wow. Okay. And like what you find out is that he's suffering from, um, dementia. Right. And that the, the dementia patients are called solos. And I guess they're left to themselves and, and Morgan Freeman is like sitting on a beach and on a couch and talking to this dude who he stole the memories from. Right. And you don't get to see his story. You're actually living through it in the, in the 
them reminiscing about this dude's mother. Um, but apparently he was in a, a hospital as his mom was dying and Morgan Freeman took him aside and like stole the memories from him. Mm-hmm. Um, and at some point, I guess the more memories that you implant, the faster that dementia takes hold or whatever. Um, but it was really well written and, um, I'm, I I don't know. You think that they can do a second season, or you think that like it's kind of blown? Um, I'm sure if they get the right actors and the right directors, I yeah. think they could. Okay. I mean, I would be interested to know how much of this was shot during like the pandemic, mm-hmm. because there seems to be a lot of shows right now that have some kind of pandemic thing in them. Uh, let's see. I don't need to know the release date because if you look at, if you look at the production of this, there's only really one or two episodes where there's more than one person Yeah, in the scene. And so it, it kind of feels like it's a lot of like, if you want to work, we've got this for you and it's going to be very low, um, like cast wise and you won't be around a lot of other people. Um, I'm trying, I can't find any production dates on it. So I don't know. Don't even know where I'm going with that. But anyway, all right. I think you should watch solos too. If you have Amazon prime. Yes, I would. I would second that. I mean, they're super short. Yeah. I think the longest one is like 35 minutes. Um, and they're just really, really well done. Yeah. I think the first two were the best. Yeah. I thought the, um, Helen Mirren one was good too. Yeah. And then, you know, you go through a lot of them and you're like, uh, okay, this isn't, super great or whatever mm-hmm. um, the second to last one with the the woman having the kid mm-hmm. was a little strange I think that's the lowest rated one on IMDB yeah um, the one with the chick with the wings the first line she she utters in the episode is can you smell my vagina <laughs> and it's like wow okay where are we going with this but uh, yeah, it's it's definitely worth watching if you need like 185 minutes of to fill your life with. Yeah, it's a very interesting concept. Yeah, it's like it's it's it kind of reminds me of Black Mirror. Yeah, you mentioned that before. Yeah, it's it's along those same lines, but it's one like it's it's a story that is actually like gets somewhere, and like 
it all kind of ties together at the end. What is there's on, on internet movie database, there's like a questions filter. And one of the questions is in what is solos primarily known as in Japan in Japanese, but it doesn't give you the answer. Well, why ask the question? You're not going to give me the answer. That's weird. Anyway. What else, what else have you been watching? Um, what else have I been watching? I don't know. You tell me. It's a damn good question. Um... Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> okay. Jeopardy. 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 You gonna watch the return of Wipeout? No. <laughs> it's got John no. Cena in it. I don't care. Okay. This is the season of stupid TV. Wipeout, Holy Moly, the one with the diarrhea. <laughs> you gonna watch the one with the diarrhea? No. 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 Oh come on. You aren't curious no as to what the actual, you know, show is about. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's a lot of people sliding down a big, big brown covered <laughs> plastic tarp. Uh, okay. What's it called? Super. What is it? Super slip and slide? Something, Something like that. that. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. 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 Uh, so let's see. We're at the twentieth here. So I'm trying to see what started. Uh, there's a new competition series on Discovery called Battle of the Brothers. Whatever the fuck that is. Is that where the Jonas Brothers go hand to hand in MMA? Oh, <laughs> you could only you could only. Imagine. I would watch that. Yeah. Uh. We TV is doing the series three, season three of Love After Lockup, whatever the fuck that is. Uh, tonight is the well June twentieth is the premiere of the network premiere of Kevin Can Fuck Himself on AMC. Mm-hmm. That I'm interested to watch. I haven't watched it yet. On uh, that Geo Wild is America's Funniest Home Videos Animal edi- Edition. Ooh. Uh, Food Network has something tomorrow called Grill of Victory and there's a new competition series on YouTube called Pizza Wars okay uh, Chippendale Park Life on Disney Plus yeah but it's the, the <laughs> new screwed up <laughs> version of the characters that look like they're out of Ren and Stimpy. Yeah. Well, I don't know why Disney decided to move in that direction, but you know, whatever. Yeah. Does this not have all the ridiculous like game shows on it? When do all when does all that shit start? I don't know. Uh well July seventh they have Big Brother. Love Island. 
You gonna watch Monsters at Work on Disney Plus? Which is I don't know. Season? The animation quality looks really bad. I've gotta imagine that um um John Goodman and what's his name? Billy Crystal, Billy Crystal? are probably just gonna be like side characters, right? You think? You think it's more about like the new monsters? You think they're trying to grow like like a new crop of I mean like fans? the Charlie Charlie Day and the ones from Monsters University? Yeah, something like that. I don't know. There's going to be a new show on CBS called Secret Celebrity Renovation. Ooh, that sounds great. I'm going to put that in my DVR right now. You should. They're bringing back the TV show Leverage on Internet Movie Database TV. Oh. <laughs> what is that? That is a streaming channel that, like, they they show a bunch of like movies and stuff, but they all have ads. And I think they're trying to branch out into like new content. Okay. And they were able to get most of the people back from the TV show Leverage. Oh. Which is about like criminals helping people. You know, mm. there there are a bunch of like one's a hacker and one's a one's a con artist and one's a, a heavy hitter and you know. Stupid shit like that. Uh, there's a new competition series on HGTV called Battle on the Beach. Okay. Uh, all right. Ju- July 13th, Miracle Workers is coming back. Oh, I saw that. Oregon Trail. Yeah. With Daniel Radcliffe and Steve Buscemi. Yeah. How about uh, the new season of Dr. Pimple Popper? Uh, no way. No? Nope. It's too uh, disgusting. <laughs> this is all crap that you'd never watch. Lots of shit on Discovery Plus. Say Yes to the Dress is coming back for season 20. Oh, I love that show. Do you? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, this is all shit. Like, they really need to rethink the television season. Uh, there's a new series coming out called Turner and Hooch on Disney+. Plus. That's based on the, the movie. Yeah, I kind of remember seeing something about that. They have something called Behind the Attraction on Disney+. Plus. That looks interesting. Uh, yeah, I could see that. All that stuff is usually interesting, how shit works. and I was blown away by the one where they, they told you how um, the the Millennium Falcon ride worked. Mm-hmm. And how like the thing spins in order to, to lead you out a different path. Right. But you don't feel it because of what you're seeing on the screen as opposed to what the motion base is doing. Yeah. Like that shit like just blows me away. Uh, there's going to be something on Disney or Discovery Plus called Celebrity IOU Joyride. Okay. Um, and then let's see. There's the wonderful world of Mickey Mouse. Yeah. 
They're doing a short circuit TV show. Yeah. What is there already season one? Because uh, it says season two. I don't think so. Like short circuit with the robot, like Johnny Five. No, short circuit is experimental films. Oh, okay. That anybody at the studios can pitch. Oh, okay. an idea. I was gonna say, how did I miss the Johnny Five TV show? Yeah. Uh, Fantasy Island is coming back to Fox in a new drama yeah. series. Yeah, whatever. I mean, didn't they realize that like the movie tanked, and like why would people come back? Do you have HBO Max? I don't. Oh, okay. Because Titan season three was announced for August twelfth. Yes. And they're doing Death in the Family, and yes. they're doing like the Joker. So I'm kind of interested to see the Joker on the Titans TV show. Yeah. I mean, the first two seasons were okay. I mean, there it was. It was the DC network was trying to really like put themselves out there, mm-hmm. but this looks like they've kind of taken it up a notch. So I'm I'm interested to see what they do with Titans. Um, this does not have all the stupid game shows on it, <laughs> and I don't know why. I mean, it's supposed to be everything coming to TV. I mean, it's got Big Brother on it. Why wouldn't it have all the stupid summer shit? Do I have to literally make it a game show thing? Come on. Um, here are the hot game shows of twenty of summer twenty twenty one. Beat Shazam. Yeah. Which is hosted by Jamie Foxx. To tell the truth on on ABC. The Cube, which is Dwayne Wade, is based on the UK series where contestants compete for $250,000 by competing, by completing physical and mental tasks while the confines of a glass box known as The Cube. Okay. Celebrity dating game? Mm, With Zoe Deschanel and Michael Bolton? Dating? Yes, the celebrity dating game. Apparently, Zoe hosts it and Bolton sings songs providing clues. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, The Hustler Uh, with Craig Ferguson? uh, I kind of liked The Hustler. Okay. But it, it, I don't know. It just didn't, didn't resound with me that I, you know, needed to watch it again. Okay. Well, that started three days ago in case you want to look that up on your DVR uh, Holy Moly the miniature yeah. golf competition show uh, it's going strong as it enters season three with color commentator Rob Riggle there's America's Top Dog uh, that hosts as pooches and their human handlers are put through a series of tough obstacle courses that sounds terrible. 
There's Ultimate Slip and Slide, which starts in August, which is the one with all the diarrhea. Yep. Love Island, which, come on, it's not, nobody's watching that. Making the Cut on Amazon, which is Tim Gunn and Heidi Klum, which is like a post-runway, uh, Project Runway thing. Oh, and that's it. That's all the New York Post has. Those are the hot ones. Those are the ones that everybody wants you to watch, John. Is it? Okay. Yes. But apparently, so on on the ABC affiliate, uh, they're redoing Pressure Luck in the $10,000 Pyramid. Okay. Uh, Celebrity Family Feud and To Tell the Truth, The Bachelorette, Celebrity Dating Game, Card Sharks. Uh, when nature calls with Helen Mirren. What is that? Is that like a, a Bear Grylls spinoff? <laughs> they throw Helen Mirren out into the wilderness. She has to survive. Helen Mirren has been tapped to narrate when nature calls with Helen Mirren. A laugh out loud one hour unscripted comedy series that looks at the lighter side of the natural world. Much like the overall tone of the show... This role is designed for Helen to lean into her com- to, into her comedic talents while taking the audience on a visually enchanting and ridiculously hilarious tour of the animal kingdom. So being that it's Well, thank God they were able to get her because they'd have to change the name. <laughs> well, it was originally called When Nature Calls. And now they've now they've made it When Nature Calls with Helen Mirren. So it's about bathroom emergencies. Apparently. Okay. Um, when you've won an Oscar, an Emmy, and a Tony, the only way to further add to your legacy is to narrate when nature calls with Helen Mirren, said Rob Mills, executive vice president, unscripted and alternative, Walt Disney Television. Mm. Good Christ, that's a mouthful. <laughs> But it uh, so, I guess she's looking at footage of the animal world and making shit up. Okay. Uh, okay. Sure. Um. So there's a the 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 there's the mini golf show called Holy Moly 3D in 2D. Because you know, ha ha ha. And then uh, the last thing on ABC is called The Ultimate Surfer. Whatever the fuck that is. So, yeah, it doesn't sound like there's anything good this summer. Um... Yeah, I think I'll be skipping TV for a while. Yeah. The Helen Mirren thing was horrible. (laughs) Is it literally just her, like, talking over footage? No, it's a bunch of different actors dubbing in scene, dubbing in voices over scenes of animals doing stuff. Oh. And she just kind of is the narrator. Oh. Okay. There's only two 30-second clips online, but... They have not captured my imagination, so I will not be watching. 
I mean, it really sounds like Wipeout's the way to go. Yeah. <laughs> and what's the other one? The Hole? Holy Moly? No, I thought there was one called The Hole. <laughs> Is that where they send pigeons into dark places and to see if they survive? Maybe not. Maybe I imagined it. Dude, what is with the, up with you imagining shit today? I don't know. I swear, maybe it was holy moly and I zoned out on it. <laughs> I thought they were bringing back Hole in the Wall. What the hell's Hole in the Wall? Hole in the Wall was was one of those stupid game shows where um, this wall comes towards you and it's got a certain shape cutout. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, have yeah. to then twist your body into in order for the wall to pass you, and then you get to, you know, move on to the next round. Right. Okay. It looks like the new version of um, Wipeout is going to be. Wait a minute. It's going to be on TBS. Mm. And. It's Nicole Byer and John Cena instead of the two guys up in the booth. John, John, John Henderson, Henson. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. And the other guy. <laughs> and the other guy. Was it Robbie Riggle? No, that wasn't him. No, he's on Holy Moly. Yeah. Uh, there was a team. There was a show called The Hole. It was a dating show. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Where there are people lined up on one side of the wall and there are holes and the woman who's who's looking for a date is putting her hand through the hole and like feeling up these guys and stuff. Oh, fun. Yeah. I mean, that's just like the, the weird show in England that's the people are naked and you're yes, you're basing your date on their body instead of like who they are. Because that's how you find well, love. Of course it is. <laughs> uh, yeah. There's some big news in the music world I'm sure you'll be interested in. Yeah, what's up? There's a new collaboration between the least popular members of the Backstreet Boys <laughs> and Sync called Backsync. So it's Chris Kirkpatrick and and Fatone. Fatone is right. Uh, Chris, but not Chris Kirkpatrick? Not Kirkpatrick, nope. Oh, holy shit. I thought he was like the least favorite. Uh, I don't know. Lance Bass. Oh. So it's and it's those two and who else? AJ McLean and Nick Carter. Oh, Jesus Christ. And what's what's the name of the band called? Back sync. Back sync? Come on, guys. Oh. Which is kind of a sequel to Nick and Knight. Oh, Jesus. Which was Nick Carter and Jordan Knight from New Kids on the Block. <laughs> I mean, can't we let the boy band thing be dead? Uh, sure. Oh, if, if, I would have no problem with that. If any of you listening are young enough not to have been through the boy band era count yourself lucky 
Yeah. Remember O Town? <laughs> that was yes. a TV show. That was. That's right. That, that wasn't even real. No, they were trying to do like a monkeys thing. They were trying to like throw people together to sing. Yep. And all the wacky shit that happens when you put, you know, unlike people in a house together and make them try to work together. Oh, Jesus. And what was the name? The, the, the shitty ass producer, Lou, Lou Perlman, Lou Perlman. Yeah. Yep. Oh God. Yeah. Count yourselves lucky. Yeah. We relive this shit so you don't have to. That's right. But, you know, they're coming to a shopping mall near you, so... <laughs> yeah, probably. Yes. Is O-Town still around? No. No? No. Now I have to look it up. OTownOfficial.com. Hang on. As of 2015, the group consisted of Eric Michael Estrada, Trevor Pennick, Jacob Underwood, and Dan Miller. They can't still be making music, right? Uh, I think no. So, uh, the group disbanded in 2003, but then came back in 2013. They released the preview of a single skydive on SoundCloud. Because that's how you make it big these days. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently everybody that's in the current band now is from the original lineup as a with the except like a couple of them are now gone. But all four guys are from the original lineup. So, good God, man. It might be time to give it up. Yes. Wow. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Yep. Yep, Yepers. So from tw- from from 2003 to 2013, the members of O-Town moved on to solo careers. The most successful member was Ashley Parker Angel. Yeah. Who was signed to Universal's Black, Black Ground Records and also given his own reality show on MTV, There and Back. Angel released a solo album, Soundtrack to Your Life. In 2007, he began playing the role of Link Larkin in the Broadway production of Hairspray. Uh, Eric Michael Estrada stayed in the music business as a songwriter. Jacob Underwood went on to start his own country band. In 2013, Angel decided to join an. Angel declined to join an O Town reunion. It was a difficult decision, but ultimately necessary to move on to the next chapter of my career. Yeah, okay. So, good God. But you can get you can get an album from 2019 called the OTWN album. You know, if you're if you're interested. Okay. <laughs> sure, you're gonna run right out and buy it. Uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna download it right now. I bet you are. 
That'll be my my new groove. I want to I want to review next week. All right. <laughs> uh, I'm sure it's probably all on YouTube. If we really wanted to listen to it, but we don't. <laughs> now I got to look it up just because. This is all from like 11 years ago. Oh, no. There we go. One year ago. O-Town. Something called Off. All of these guys look really old to be in a boy band. Well, yeah. All right. Here we go. Oh, but they're they're going to be in Annapolis, Maryland in August. Can you hear that? Yes. Oh my god. Oh wow. Okay, I can't I can't anymore. No? No. Wow. Okay. Uh, it was another one of those bands that had a white guy with dreadlocks. <laughs> yes. Yep. Because they thought that that was cool, John. Sure. No? Them and Chris Kirkpatrick. There you go. But he was the trend center. Mm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You got anything else for this week? Uh, no. No? All right. No. All right. If you want to get in touch with us, you can always send us an email at info at dancemonkeypodcast.com. You can tw- follow us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Let us know you're listening. So until next week, this is Chris. This is John. Have a good week. Go get your shot. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>